Did you just say energy? Energy. Coming at ya! Crimson Chief! We gotta fucking start this over, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
And I don't know. I mean, I don't. Here's the thing. What I like about this show is we're not just interviewing like our closest group of friends. Like, I think we could all say we were friends with Andre, but like we all didn't hang out a lot, um, but not because we didn't like each other. It's just everybody had different groups and stuff like that. So Andre is going to be like an interesting test for us because you're probably the person we knew least so far that we've interviewed. So this is kind of, it's going to be good because we're going to ask the most questions about you. So should we start from, when did you come to Stroudsburg? Because you weren't there. I don't, I don't remember you in like middle school. So I came to Stroudsburg in 93, 93. So it was December of 93 that I came to Stroudsburg and I was part of that tin can over at, uh, okay. Uh, and, um, uh, it was that, no, it wasn't Maury. I forget. No, it was, uh, Smithfield. I think it was, uh, the little tin can that we were, that the school was part of. We had no windows. <laughs> right. And it was a big circle, right? Yeah, it was a huge circle. So you could, you couldn't get lost. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you did get lost, something was wrong, but, um, it was, it was a huge circle and I came from New York. So I came from Queens, New York. Um, Oh, okay. Which was like kind of like a culture shock because you go from Queens, New York, where East Elmhurst, where it was just a certain way, and then you come to Stroudsburg and you get off for hunting. So it was, you know, it was just a whole different experience coming up. I still tell people that, that we used to get a day off of school for like the first day of hunting season. No one believes me. No, they don't believe it. They don't believe it. Yeah. So... so 93, you must have been 13, 13, yeah, 14. 13, 14 years old. Yeah, right around eighth, that age. Eighth um, grade, middle of eighth grade or beginning? Eighth of grade. It was middle of eighth grade. And the craziest thing about that was I was in that school. So the New York school systems, you start from kindergarten through eight and you stay in that whole same school from K through eight. So... I was in uh, Aerospace Science and Magnet Academy. That's what they called it um, from kindergarten through through eighth grade. And it was my final year. And I was like, do you guys got to pull me out like this last year? I did. I, I was like creeping all the way to the finish line. Are you going to really pull me out through eighth year, um, eighth grade? And they said, you know, we could leave you here with your grandparents or you could come out to, to PA. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go out to PA. So um, I left it and- um, What was it, what you said, you said Queens was a certain way and you said Elmhurst was, was the area. East Elmhurst, yeah. East Elmhurst. Mm -hmm. uh, so describe that area. What was, what was it like? And uh, so that when we talk about you moving, what, we kind of get a sense of the change. So it was, it was diverse, but in a different way. So you had a, lot, a large Spanish population, you had a large, um, black African-American population. Very few um, white people lived out there, right? So yeah. that's how it was. I'm, I'm just going to call it as it is. It wasn't that diverse. And if you had like, if you did have white people, it was like two and three. And because of the, 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 uh, the diverse union, you guys nailed you, how I am. I, I just like to get along with everybody. So it didn't matter what your race was. I didn't care about that stuff. But when I moved to Stroudsburg, it was completely like different because it was it was like it was more of a white population and less black. But it was everybody for the most part was very friendly. 
mm-hmm. when I moved to Strasbourg. So I just, it just took right away. And I was like, ah, yeah, I could get used to this. You know, I can really get used to this. So you enjoyed the move. Did you enjoy the move? Or? Oh, I love the move. Really? My sister, not so much. <laughs> but, but, uh, but me, yeah, I love the move. I love it. What is your family like? Do you have uh, brothers and sisters or just the one sister? or? Yeah, I have one one sister, Renee. She graduated class of 2000. Oh, okay. Um, um, so she was in Stroudsburg High School also. And, and that's all I had. So it was me and my sister. Gotcha. And so she moved at a much younger age. Yeah, she was in fifth grade. Was the curriculum then different because you were going to like a different school? Was it like, uh, or was it at this academy that you went to in Queens? Was it, was there, you were actually learning about like space and, yeah, and what so, was that like? So they did, in New York, you're going to find out like that the schools were a little different. So the way they, they were orchestrated and they were organized is that they have, they had different types of school, schools or whatever. And oh, that's my son coming over. Just say hi. Hey. Hey, buddy. Say hi. Miles, say hi. Hi. Miles. Uh, hey, let me, let, me, let me talk, okay? Love you. <laughs> so cute, man. Love you, bud. Good night. So what they had was that the schools were all different. So one school might specialize in... in and, and the aerospace industry, one school might just be a public school, one school might be something different. So they kind of changed it. It was just a regular public school growing up, then they changed it to the Aerospace Science and Magnet Academy. And they did specializations on, on, uh, on um, uh, flying, on space. And then we had music class, we had guitars there. So we, they, they taught us guitar, they taught us um, we had to be in plays all the time and sing. It, it was like it, it was like almost like a mini Broadway in a little bit of a sense. It was funny, did, you know. Did you like that? Yeah, that's, I liked it. That's I mean, kind of cool. It yeah. helped me become who I am. I mean, here, you want to say hi? This is my this is my other boy, Q. Hey, so, yeah. nice to meet you. Yeah. You have two boys. Ah, three. The three other boys. one's sleeping right now. He's two years old. That's the oldest. <laughs> no, great. but um. They, they they did a lot of that. So we did a lot of plays. We did a lot of, um, um, basically, they, t- they taught us public speaking that way to do the plays. We did a lot of music videos, weird stuff like put the can in the can, not on the street. So put the rap bottle cap on the, on the with a snap on top of the heat. They, they made like the, 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 the teacher was like this big orchestrator. So he made lyrics and everything like that and taught us how to clean the streets, not put graffiti out there. They, they, they basically taught you a lot of character values. It was really cool. Is this, and this was a public school? Did you have to test into it? Like, was it or you just got to go there because you lived in a certain area? I didn't have to test because I was already part of that school. And I, I don't remember. I think we did have testing. I don't know if it was to stay in the school or not, but I think we did have test, some kind of testing. But the way the classes were were different. Like you had, so I was in a lot of the one classes. So they do five one, five two, and five three. If you were in the one class, you were like usually supposed to be okay. You're at this aptitude. You 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 can you can be okay. You were in two, not too bad. If you were in three, maybe you needed a little help. It wasn't that you were the worst of the worst, but it was like, all right, maybe you need 
a little help in math or English or what whatever. So they did five one, five two, five three, six one, six two, six three, seven one, seven two, seven three, and 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 so forth. So um, that's how they 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 did it back in the day. Did you see the so? Did you notice like a? I guess you noticed the difference in the education when you moved then to the tin can, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and the circle school. And I mean, w did you think the level of education decreased because of your move, or do you think it was just different? Or I, th I think it was different. I would never say it decreased because I, I learned a lot going out, and it was different things. Like in New York, you had to take Spanish. So yeah. my, my sister asked me today, what year did you start Spanish? And in New York, we started Spanish in fifth grade. So uh -huh. it was fifth grade through eighth grade, you were doing Spanish. So that's why when I moved to Stroudsburg high, high School, when I went to the high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to take Spanish one because this is cakewalk. And sure enough, I got A's in Spanish one and Spanish two. That was easy, you know, with <laughs> Senora Bermudez. It, it was easy. It was simple. <laughs> Um, but I took French, not as good, uh, you know. <laughs> Did you take a, you took a second language in high school? Yeah, I took French. Boy, I would have avoided that as much as I, I could. I should have, yo, man. I should have avoided that. I should have avoided it. That was the one that I didn't do so hard, and you know. Did you? Did I don't like? Did you ever keep up with like drama or plays or anything like that? Not when I went to Strasbourg. No. Um, like Jay said. I played football and I only did, and, and Jay, you were right. I only did my freshman year of football. I went out for my senior year. I was going to play. And I'll never forget Ross saying to me after I left, he was like, why didn't you play for me, Bailey? What's, what's up? Why didn't you play for me? And I was like, uh, I chose to work. Biggest mistake I've ever did is chose <laughs> to work instead of playing ball. Cause I would have got to play against James Mungro and a lot of those guys, you know, and, and, and I, I never forget, I was going to be cornerback. And and James laid out, I forget what his name was. It was like a junior that was playing our position because me and Final left. We didn't play, finish playing that year. And the guy that took our place, he got laid out, got his shoulder separated by James on the first, one of the first plays of the year. And I was like, ah, oh, man. Do you, remember, do you remember who that is, Jay? Cornerback. It would have been cornerback freshman year or sophomore year? No, it would have been cornerback senior year. Oh, oh senior year. might have been Lou. Lou Rosado came in. No, maybe? it was Rosado. That's who it was. It was Lou Rosado. <laughs> it was Lou so were you, thank, were you thankful that you, you no, were the I one getting laid out? I like contact. I wanted to hit him. If he laid out me, took my shoulder out, okay. then then And I was on nothing but 120 pounds in high school playing football. <laughs> so if he took me out, he took me out. I mean, I Oh well, I mean, J truck stick me, so you know, you you, you go with what you go with, you know. So I, yeah. uh, that was the uh, that was the exchange between you guys because we're reaching out to all different kinds of folks, just trying to reconnect and everything. And uh, and uh, Jay reached out to you. Jay was the one who reached out to you because you guys had the, like the football connection. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened, Jay? Well, Andre, and rightfully so, he was like. Hey, I, I gotta know if this really is Jay because it seems like it could be a spam thing. And the way I worded it, like, yeah, it totally could have been. And he was like, he asked me a question. He's like, "What'd you do to me when I tried to tackle you in football?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I immediately thought, "Oh no, did I do something terrible?" But, 
And I was, so I tried to be as nice about it. I was like, I probably did my best not to get tackled. It's, and then the funny thing about that tackle incident was it was it's funny because it's comical. This is the first time I ever put on pads. So this was freshman year. So we're taking it back to freshman year. New York didn't play. We didn't have any pro sports there. So, I mean, by not pro sports, we didn't have any sports. If you wanted to do it, you had to go out and do it on your own time, like AAU type sports. And so I'm putting my helmet on. I'm, I'm trying to make sure my pads fit right and everything is on and didn't know, you know, you get a cup. You don't know what that's for. You're like, what, where, where does this go? You know what I mean? And people have to tell you where everything goes. I put my helmet on, chin straps not even on. I go out there, they go, all right, go out there, tackle drills. I've never had a tackle drill in my life. I just see this stuff on TV, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, all right, let's go. And, and I'm thinking I'm strong and everything like that. I stood straight up, worst thing you could do. Jay comes running at me hard as he can, and I'm looking at him like he's a puppy dog, like, oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, oh, this is so cute. And he, boom, truck sticks me. I know. I remember my split, my lip wide open. I go over to Coach Tack. I'm like, ah, Coach, my, my lip, my lip. He's like, ah, shut up, Bailey. Get back in there. I was like, all right, cool. You know, all I'm, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no it, it was, hey, it, you, you, you shouldn't be sorry because after that, I didn't get tackled much like that again, you know, so. so. Jay, so I never played football. I was not an athlete. Uh, and uh, Jay had tackled me like that one time. We were in the so snow, mm -hmm. and my brother uh, and I were setting up like a bet. We were saying that Jay couldn't tackle both of us at the same time. My brother was, you know, he was three years older than me, and he was like, okay, we, we're going to set up on this hill, the snowy hill, and we're going to see if Jay can tackle us both at the same time. And he was like, Joe, you're in front. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. And I go, okay, at first. And then as we're about to do this, I, I go, this guy is going to kill me. Jay is going to kill me. And so I turn around to my brother and I say, wait, why am I in front? And as I turn back around, Jay's head is just planted. Yep. Out of my he was fast. He was fast. He was the workhorse. When you come from Queens, you never see a white guy run that fast. You're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's okay I'm, I'm gonna have respect now now i got i got respect but boy he was fast he hit he was quick there's no reason there was a reason why jay had such success playing football because he was he was good yeah yeah he was that was fun to w watch him and watch watch the team and everything uh so when had you did you keep up with you said you learned how to play guitar too in, in elementary school and uh did you keep up with that at all so it's interesting you asked. I didn't keep up with it when I came to Stroudsburg. I didn't keep up with it and you know, later in life. I know we'll probably even talk about where I went in my career and progressed afterwards, but I didn't keep up with it later until um COVID hits this year. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I played I played guitar back in middle school. I wanna pick this up again, so I'm gonna get an acoustic guitar. So I go out and get a um, a Martin. Uh, oh, nice. Nothing, nothing like a two, three thousand dollar Martin. Just something that's a, that's a decent price that you could start with and learn. And I started picking up and playing again. And my wife Liz was like, she's like, oh, 
how'd you, how'd you know how to play? Like, I was like, well, I learned basics growing up, so it's not that hard. And you get on YouTube and they'll teach you anything. So, yeah, you know, that's so a I great... got that and some electric guitars, you know, and I, I got the Rocksmith. Actually, I, I was to take it back. I, I actually been teaching myself on a Rocksmith over the past couple years i forgot about that and yeah. and uh, and that taught me how to play but uh, not not often enough and this year i finally got back and really bought some guitars and started you know playing a little bit more that's cool that's a great thing to do during uh covid you could lose a bunch of hours just exactly. like just playing guitar yeah yeah so you came let's go back to you came to Strasbourg, and mm-hmm. i want to i kind of want to hit on when you were in Queens, there were three white people. And when you came to Stroudsburg, it was mm-hmm. kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. Did that, how did that feel to you? Did that weigh heavy on you? Did it bother you much? Or was it not no. that big a deal? If you, if you understand me, you know that it, you know, it, it's not going to bother me like that. Because it's just, I've always been this type of person that just didn't really care. Like, <laughs> you know, because in each grade growing up, there were there were not only black people. There were white and black. It was it was it was some, but it was just less in in Queens, um, growing up. But it, it never weighed on me like that. Now, did I come across some racism when I came to Strasbourg? Yes, I did. But it it it, it was one of those things that we dealt with and we handled, and and and, and we were good you know, afterwards, but it was only like one instance that I dealt with it, but it was not, it was not, um, it was not an everyday thing, you know, um, when I moved to Stroudburg. Would you mind going into it a little bit? Did you mind telling us what happened or is it not? No, I, I could go into it a little bit. Um, I'm not going to name the individual's name because yeah. the individual came out to me and said afterwards, you know, he, he said I was stupid as a kid, so I'm not going to talk about it, but when you have somebody who comes to Stroudsburg and has a flat top, a, a high top fade, and, 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 and you're used to just seeing, you know, people where hunting, do hunting and, and, and live a certain way and, 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 and live that country life. And then you have a New Yorker coming. It's always a crazy culture shock. It still is today. If you, if you talk to people, it's funny. My parents are both from New York. And they'll both say, oh, those New Yorkers here in New Jersey. I'm like, you're from New York. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, so it was it was a lot of shock that way. You know, oh, people say, oh, the racer head and this and that, whatever, which that didn't bother me. But then it started getting into, you know, let's say some really, you know, deep, nasty, racist things, you know, to, to him and and that kind of bothered me. I confronted the individual and we almost came to blows a few times, but you know, I'll never forget. It was in Mr. Clymer's class back in the day. And right. he was just like, Hey guys, just stop it. Stop. You know, but I didn't back down. I didn't back down. And people were like, you know, you're crazy. This guy's stronger than you. He wrestles, he does all this stuff. And this, I didn't back down. And they, they came to find out. I think people came to find out that, I wasn't trying to say anything about people being a different color or anything like that because it didn't, it didn't really affect me. I saw races a different way to people. You notice color, but you didn't have any kind of racism, you know, coming in. It was like, all right, I see color, but I don't see racism. 
until I dealt with it a little bit myself. So um, that's kind of what happened. If I if that's if that's not clear as mud, I hope it was. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, you know, but um, yeah, I was. It was like one instance, but it was one instance that happened a couple times, and 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 it was done. And I don't even think that individual was in the high school. I can't even remember if he was in the high school or not. So, um, but um, we talked years after, and he kind of said, you know, I was an idiot growing up. So, well, that's good to hear that there was some kind of uh, I don't know a reconciliation there. Uh, I think I, you know, I go. I'm just complete. I was just completely ignorant because I've you know I was a a, a white dude, a mm-hmm. uh, big white dude, just like enjoyed people and having fun and stuff. And I didn't really recognize uh, too much until I got older, how much, you know, it, like that stuff didn't affect me. Uh, and then, you know, uh, so it, it is interesting to think back. I, and I think back, I have such like fond memories of, and stuff like that of, of growing up and then uh, that's what I love about this show or the, these conversations because you do get a kind of a different perspective. Uh, and I don't mean to paint this as like, oh, you didn't like it there, but that's that's something that, you know, I would never have the uh, the uh, the responsibility of dealing with at that young age, you know? Yeah. So why uh, can I ask, why did your parents move you? Was it did they wanted to get to the country yeah. or they wanted to get out of the city or they got a job or was there a reason for the move or? Well, to tell the truth, to be all honest, my parents had wanted to move us out to Strasburg or to PA. So they, they did their honeymoon out in Penn Hills. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So cool, cool. <laughs> that was just the spot back in the day. If You know, you didn't have a whole, whole lot of money, but you wanted to do a honeymoon. And, and they, Penn Hills had everything. It was like, you know, archery, it had this. That was probably the original tourist spot. That and Camelback, I think, was around. And Shawnee was there. But Penn Hills was huge back in the day. So they had came there and they made a point. They said, you know what? We like this area. We wouldn't mind moving our kids out here. So they, they had originally wanted us to move us out there earlier in the 80s. And somewhat of me, other than missing my cousins and my family, some part of me was I kind of came out because I would have gotten to join in sports and been involved in a lot of team activities earlier. But, you know, it didn't work out that way. But they wanted to move us out because, you know, it was dangerous in Queens. Queens wasn't the, the, the nicest place. You know, there's a lot of drugs going on. There was mm-hmm. gunshots ringing out at night, sometimes police sirens constantly. So they wanted us to, to move us out to be in a safer area. Um, and, and, you know, there come a point in time when you grow up in Queens that people start testing you. So when I when I grew up there, there was always somebody trying to pick on you or bully you. And if you just said nothing or did nothing, you weren't going to uh, uh, fare well. So you had to fight. So I got into a few fights in Queens, believe it or not. <laughs> Even though I didn't get one fight really in high school or anything like that. I got into a few fights in Queens and then people started saying, all right, we're not going to bother him anymore. Even though he's like the class clown, this guy can fight and he likes to fight. He wouldn't yeah. mind fighting people. 
So uh, they, they left you alone. But Queens, that's a different aspect for Queens from Strasburg. Nobody really, other than the incident that I got into, nobody really picked fights with, with you that much. If you were cool, they were cool. And New Yorker wasn't the case. Even if you were cool, somebody always wanted to, to, to pick at you and see, all right, what more can I get away from this kid? Because it's the aggressive city. I mean, honestly, it's like it's dog eats dog. And, yeah. and you move out to Strasbourg, it was just the opposite. It was like, hey, everybody's waving to you. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I did. I just waved at everybody. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, why, still... why are they waving at me? What, 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 what do they got a game for waving at me? That was what always we thought. And, and nobody had anything behind it but being nice. It was crazy. <laughs> so the move for you was more about almost like new beginnings, not so much mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. This is more like this is a, an opportunity for me to like, do something that might be cool or great or something that you could enjoy. Yeah. I mean, when we moved out there, like my parents moved us, we were living above my um, grandparents' apart uh, house. They had like a uh, two family house and we were on the upper family house. It was like a brownstone type house. We were upstairs and they were downstairs. And so I got to grow up with my grandparents, which was cool. And all my cousins would come over because they were in close proximity. But um, so that was all cool. But when we moved to Strasbourg, my parents got a decent sized house, had a big in-ground pool. And it was oh, like, sweet. so it was like a complete difference. And and then, and then my dad put a basketball court up outside. So I played a lot of basketball and, and had friends and, and, and things come over and play basketball, jump in the pool. So it Never was a whole invite. different point out. Never got an invite to the in-ground pool, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I, uh, you mentioned you mentioned friends. Like, who did you connect with right away when you when you moved? Uh, uh, did you uh, who'd you connect with? So there was a kid named a guy named um, Jim Schuler that lived right down the street from me. I think he was either a junior or sophomore or whatever, but he lived down the street. And I would always just ride my bike down the hill to go hang out with him. Um, we'd play video games because my parents didn't allow me to have video games for a while because they know how crazy I am with them. And 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 we do things like he had a he had a gun I don't even know, and uh, it was like a shotgun or something him and his dad had, and they, we would just go shooting in the backyard. Never shot a gun, so that was like the coolest thing, you know. I didn't put my eye out, so that's good, but um. <laughs> We we did we did all sorts of stuff like that. Um, it, it, it was good. And then another guy was Anthony Volper, who I still talk to today. He was really? at my wedding. Um, he was a little more crazy. Anthony would get in the fights if you sneeze, look at him wrong. But he was from Brooklyn. He moved the same year that I came from Queens. He moved up around that time. Um, so, he was in our grade? No, uh, I think. So he was in a grade above us. But might have stayed back a year. And the crazy oh. thing is, his grades were through the roof. Attitude had a little bit of issue growing up, but you know, yeah. but he's he's still my best, my one of my best friends today. Oh, Lives cool. in Germany now. Oh, uh, wow. uh Well, for work, because work sent him over there. He works over at um, Tobiana Army Depot, uh, where I, where I worked for a little bit. Um, and Joe worked there too. Joe worked there. <laughs> I bumped into Joe there. Yeah, you, right. you remember Joe? 
Yes. Yeah. We both worked in Tobihana. Now I'm at Pickerton and Arsenal right now. In New oh, Jersey. okay. All right. Uh, and that's, I mean, did you have to move there? Because that's not too far away. No. Yeah, I did. Um, so I'm in Jersey right now, actually. Oh, okay. And, okay. Okay. And so. uh, we're going to the story about, you know, I met my wife, you know, um, she's a Jersey girl. I met oh, her okay. while I was working at um, Tobihana. Not through Tobihana, but, you know. While you were there? Yeah, while I was there. Uh, so what did uh, so you, you connected with uh, with Schuler? You connected with Volper. Uh, it, how about uh, did you uh, did you have any girlfriends? So <laughs> in high school in high school, not one girlfriend, and that was kind of done on purpose. Honestly, that was done on purpose. It was I, done I, on purpose, really? Come yeah, on. Andre. It was done it was done specifically on purpose because I kept seeing all you guys with girlfriends and each day somebody's crying over a different girl. So I was like <laughs> I was like I'm not dealing with that drama. But everybody thought that me and Angie were dating Angie Conaway. Um, oh yeah, Angie. Yeah, yeah Angie, they, sure. They really thought we were dating and and honestly if you look at it we did go out a couple of times, but, uh, you know, I, I, we weren't like boyfriend and girlfriend or anything like that. Um, but uh, she was a really, really close friend of mine. Very, very close in school. She was one that was like when I got to high school, you know, we became really, really close friends. And it, if you know anything about me in school, there was like no clique I hung out with because I hung out with pretty much everybody. So yeah, like, yeah. No, it wasn't the skaters, it wasn't the stoners, it wasn't the jocks, it wasn't the cheer. It was the cheerleaders. It was everybody. So I was friends with a lot of cheerleaders. You know, Donna Baker, um, Tasha. Uh, I was friends with, um, uh, yeah, Donna Baker, Tasha, Nicole, first, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. When I first came up there, she was one of the first people I, I talked to, too. Um, I was also friends with Don Florentino, really good friends with Don Florentino. Bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Ali Rush was a good friend of mine. Mike Kelly, um, Rob Panero, uh, Jen Felicetti, uh, Jenna Tardy, you, you name it. Like, I was a friends with, with, with a lot of these people growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It seems a lot of those people you named had kind of New York backgrounds too. It's interesting yeah. that you kind of like you guys sort of found each other someplace else a little bit, or you gravitated towards each other a little bit. I, I guess so. I, I don't think it was planned necessarily planned that way, but I, I guess so. You know, they they were all real cool people. Like I, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. I, now that I think about it, if I had to sit back and, and look at it, Chris Stager was another one of my, my friends. I don't know where he came from, but, um, you know, we went out and played golf while we were in high school. Um, Rob Broyles. How do I forget? Rob Broyles. Bob Rob Broyles. Broyles. Like oh, my one of One of my best friends. Like, when you talk down to earth, decent individuals, I cannot forget about Bob. Actually, we still talk to this day. Um, I met up with him after he got out of high school. Um, he has two kids and he lives in Canada. Like, um, yeah. Wow. Bob That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Yeah. He's, he's honestly, he's probably when I got to the end of high school, he was my, he was my best friend. 
and, and like towards the end of high school, Bob, you know, Rob was like, just would give you the shirt off his back. Nice. You know, right. That's um, awesome. were you, uh, were you in any clubs or any activities or do anything? I mean, we mentioned football. Was there anything else that you, you kind of reached any kind of extracurricular stuff? I didn't do anything else extracurricular. I know there was like a period where I wasn't part of the chess club, but I would always, my dad taught me chess. So I would always try to play the chess players and beat them because they were in the club and it was funny to me, like to like, let me go play chess players and beat these guys. And I would always come to like stalemates and draws with certain, certain members of the test chess team. I, I would never get the floor white with me, but you know, I wasn't part of that club though. I remember, um, I think it was Detweiler asked me to wrestle. Um, yeah, it was Detweiler, right? He was yeah, he was a mm-hmm. wrestling coach. Yeah, he asked me because of my height and my weight. As I was like 118 to 120, he needed somebody in that. And, you know, I was 5'10 and athletic. And Lang asked me to run track. I know they did those two. And I, and, and I said, I don't run because I like to run. I run run because I have to. (laughs) That's why I play football because you have to run. So, did you? uh, So, uh, but you decided to work. You said you started to work. What? Mm -hmm. Where did you work? I worked, and that's how me and Angie became friends. I worked at um, McDonald's in the mall when they used to have the McDonald's in the mall. Oh yeah. Oh, the food court. Yeah, in the food court. Yeah. Man, do you remember when the food court happened? Like that was a big deal. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're getting really exciting. Yeah. Now they have, it's crazy now because my parents still live down there. Now they actually, on that, they got rid of the Bonton and made it like a super shop right on the end of that thing. So it's like a really? mega shop right where the Bonton was. It's, and it has a bar in it, everything like that. It's really? Oh, wow. Sweet. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, so, when are you when so when you think about and then we'll uh move on to like what happened afterwards but when you think about stroudsburg what like what are your favorite things the like your favorite memories about uh growing up in that area this is gonna be weird but (laughs) the football games going to the football games that's not the weird part about it what was cool to me was going to the high school dances after the football game. Yeah. That was just, I was just freaking awesome. I don't know what it was because we didn't have that freedom in Queens. So like just going to dances, you know, and, you know, I wasn't dating anybody. I was dancing with a lot of girls at the dances, you know what I mean? So that, that, that just was the, that was the best. That was the best. Yeah. I used those to love those so dances. much fun. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. Yeah. I remember there was like a feeling too, like kind of like it was a big thing when you were a freshman and you were a sophomore, you'd go to the dances, but then it kind of became like not so cool to go when you were a junior and senior. But Joe and I went to literally every single one. I don't think we yeah. missed one. But it was yeah, always I, an awesome time. The train. We, did we used to get people going. <laughs> oh my right. God, it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was yeah, that's another thing. That's when I hung out with the, the dancers I'd see, you know, Dave Pabone, Rob Panero, a couple of them guys hanging out, and I'd go hang out with them. Or, you know, Rob wasn't a big fan of those dancers, so he didn't go. Anthony went, I think, Volper won a couple of times. But that was like the coolest, man. You go after the games, 
you just hang out and everybody's partying. What was that inside the cafeteria? It was in the cafeteria, yeah. Yeah, they clear out the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Who would DJ? Does anybody, do you remember who DJed, Jay? I have no idea. I remember the band once, uh, Dreamweaver played for something. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, you organized it. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Oh, gee. oh no. You don't remember that? That, that doesn't band, sound right. Dreamweaver with that guy you took guitar lessons from? Yeah, uh, and he dated my mom. Yes, and then he somehow like a school dance needed a band, and Dreamweaver played, and you were like, Dreamweaver's gonna be there, and everyone's like, Okay, great, and it's Dreamweaver. They, they, they played like all early seventies classic rock. Yeah, it was not, perfect for mid nineties high school. Didn't they play uh, Dreamweaver play over at the club that was on Main Street? Wasn't there a club like on Main Street? Yeah, the Hoop Hoop the Club hoop. Vogue. Yeah, I thought it was the Hoop Club Vogue. Yeah, and Dan Dan Darienzo was a bouncer there, I think. Oh yeah, Dan got big. I remember Dan got into lifting. Yeah, he was, he was a big guy. Yeah. yeah, he got he was big in high school though, right? He got into right. the and stuff like that. Did he did he play ball? He did. He did. Um, I don't know if he played all the way through. But I, I remember think... him being on the field, and yeah. I remember him being a strong, really strong guy. Yeah. Oh. Um, so we did jobs, we did girlfriends, we did friends. Uh, were there any like teachers that like made a difference to you that like kind of stood out to you that helped you along or you remember or that you didn't get along with? Is there anybody like that? Um, every teacher, every teacher I, I, I like. Um, a lot of them I got along with. Um, I really, there was Mr. White was good. He was really cool. I remember he threw the parties at, at his school. I mean, at his house when we graduated. Um, and then there was um, another history teacher, really older one. I can't remember his name now. But he was the one that I feel like turned my life around as far as grades. Ah, what is his name? How am I forgetting him? An old history teacher, he uh, Mr. Old. Adams. I think it was Adams, actually. He was, was like a small guy. Yeah, little guy. Yeah, yeah. Older man. Yeah, yeah. Really old. Yeah, it was Adams. That's exactly who it was because I'll never forget I was playing freshman football. And, Jay, this will answer your question why I didn't keep playing football and play all the way through. My dad was like, if you didn't do good in sports, I mean, in your grades, you, you're not playing sports. So my grades took a hit in that history class with Mr. Adams, and that's exactly who it was. Was it Adams or Powell? Oh, Powell, Powell too. Yeah. Powell. It was Powell. Yeah. I think it was Powell. My uh, money's on Powell. I would say it was Powell because Adams, I don't think, I think he had checked out by the time we we took we took history with him. Yeah, it was so, Powell. And it was Powell. not Adams. It was Powell. So Powell, he came. Now I remember because my dad came to school for parent-teacher night. And it's usually my mom that came. My dad was like, all right, I got this one. You know, sit, sit, <laughs> take a seat. And I was like, oh, God. And he's like, Andre's coming with me. And I was like, oh, man, here it comes. So my dad was like, he looked me in the eye and looked Mr. Powell in the eye and said, he's not going to do bad anymore. And when he looked at me, I knew he was serious. And, he, and, and, I, and I got up there and I took a seriousness about it. And then I started getting A's in that class. And I was basically competing with the uh, – the people, everybody who was getting A's in the class. So I started competing with them. Um, 
could have went back to football after that because really it was the next semester that I went from like a C or a D to an A. So um, that I it was Powell. It was definitely Powell. I took serious, and I had a love for history. And this man was great. After you know, he kind of opened up and and was really nice to me. And um, you know, it, it was it was a lot of the teachers. Um, they were like that. Bermudas, I really liked. Oh, uh, was uh, what's his name? He was a football coach too. Um, Sickler. Sickler, yeah, he's a nice guy. Sickler probably was my favorite teacher. One of my favorite teachers growing up. Um, I, I really liked Sickler. You know, on and mm. off the field. So, yeah, he seemed. He always seemed like the most reasonable football coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> He was, he was, I, I, you know, and then I look back and I see, uh, uh, what's his name is the principal. What well, was the principal of the school? Oh, Soto. Soto. I was like, wow, Soto. Wow. I was like, that's, that's a change. I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I, it's not that I didn't think he had the ability cause I thought he had the ability, but I was just like, it was just like a 180. When you look at it, you're like, wow, a football coach is, is running this school right now. That's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, so what should we move on to like what happened afterwards? So, uh, yeah, because when, wow, this is, we're going along here. Sorry, Andre. I don't want to. No, that's my fault. Cause I'm talking too much. I'm talking. No, no, no. It's good. that's it's, interesting. It's awesome. It's great. It's great catching up. Uh, so graduation rolls around. You have, you're thinking, uh, so in your, in the yearbook, it says something like you want to study, uh, business or accounting, law. pre-law accounting. management, business yeah. management. So what? So what happens? You go, you go, you get to graduation, and then uh, did you apply to colleges? What, what What was your trajectory there then at the uh, at, at the end of high school? So it's funny you guys mentioned all that because I I, I um I was I think the first in our class to put in to go to colleges. I was a, I might have been the first accepted to a college too. I got accepted to Penn State Hazleton on a partial scholarship, not a full, but a little is basically and the teachers I found out put in for me to get this kind of scholarship because I didn't have the greatest grades and I wasn't a best test taker. Mm-hmm. Um was like, you know, B student, B A minus maybe B student uh wasn't the greatest and they put in for me to get this um, scholarship. So I got a partial scholarship to Penn State. Went there for a year. Um, realized that the college wasn't the life for me because like the other kids, a lot of the kids were living on campus. I didn't live on campus. I drove back and forth from Hazleton to Stroudsburg. Oh, yeah. That's rough. yeah. And I was a bear. If you guys know that two lane highway, I'm yeah. driving in my little Plymouth Horizon, you know, up to, <laughs> you know. Uh, up the the mountain during all types of weather or whatever and i didn't get to enjoy the college life yeah you know because when you're living at home it's not the same definitely so, yeah so I, I i went to 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 penn state hazleton for a year and then after that i um i i, I quit college and kind of worked on my own so i mm-hmm. did i was working retail i worked in nautico with the crossings for a while oh okay um when Nautica was cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> is it, was, it not cool anymore? Did I miss uh, that? Oh, man. I, it's, I it's, not the same as, 
It's not the same as it was back in the day. So it might be cool, but it's not the same as it was growing up. Like, <laughs> yeah, Nautica, my Nautica stuff. Growing up. <laughs> but um, yeah, I went from there and then uh, somebody sent something in the mail about dog tags for the Marine Corps. And I was like, oh, I'm going to want these dog tags for free. So I got <laughs> I got the dog tags. Didn't know I was going to get a knock on the door. Uh, Sergeant Lapidez was her name. She came in and she was like, so what are you doing with yourself? I kind of said, well, you know, (laughs) working here, you know, making some money, living here with my parents. You know, I got a good gig. Um, She was like, well, give me your pros and cons about living at home versus whatever. She's like, I'm going to tell you everything about the military. You're going to get to see the world. You're going to live in different places. You're going to meet meet, meet new people. You're going to do all this stuff. Um, And what are your cons? I was like, well, I still live at home. My dad makes me do all these chores, you know. (laughs) 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 I'm trying. I'm working a regular shift every day, you know. Uh, I'm doing this stuff. I'm cutting a lawn. I'm doing all this different stuff. And she was like, well, it sounds like there's more positives for you to join the Marine Corps. So I took her up on it and I joined the Marine Corps and I, and I served for four years from 98 to 2002, the end of, so December of 98 to 2002, uh, December of 2002. Um, and, 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 and that basically, I, w- I guess you would say started the whole, my whole career, I guess you would say on that path. Yeah. So what was that like? I mean, uh, I mean, I did work, uh, a little bit at Toby Hanna and uh, had some dealings with military, uh, but the Marine Corps is uh, uh, there's so much. I mean, that's that to me is like the uh, the toughest, the toughest <laughs> to, to, to join and to get through and <laughs> to, uh, to stick with. I mean, uh, what was it like? So it was a punch in the face. Uh, you know, but it wasn't so much. If you guys knew my dad growing up, you would know he was very almost military-like for somebody who's never served at all. So, oh, okay. Um, the kids used to laugh at me that I was shoveling the driveway. They say with a spoon because we had this big, huge driveway, and I'm out there with a little shovel shoveling this big, huge driveway, and and so and and splitting wood and. And, and doing all of these other things that are basically character building, as you would say. And then I joined the Marine Corps and I was like, well, this woman told me that I'm going to go there and, and, and join and, and see the world and do all this stuff. And then, you know, people are flipping out on you and yelling. I was like, man, I could have stayed home with my dad for this stuff, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it was the toughest. And I said, if I was going to join any branch, I was going to join the toughest branch it was. Yeah. I'm not going to go half-ass. I'm going to do the the, the, the toughest, the, the, the craziest branch that, yeah. that was out there. And, and boy, did I see crazy, you know, when yeah. I uh, joined. Um, didn't deploy to Iraq. No. Uh, went to... So where does it wait? Where does it start? So the, so the, do you start at, uh, what is it? Quant, uh, Paris Quantico, Island. Or, where is it? Paris, Paris Island. Island. If you're okay. enlisted Paris Island, Qu- 
Quantico is if you were going for an officer. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so Paris uh, Island first. And Paris Island is where, just for people who don't know? Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. South yeah. Carolina. So you go down there, you join up, and you go down there, and that's where it starts. And then mm -hmm. what happens? Um, so they, 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 they ask you, first, well, first of all, you leave at zero dark 30 in the morning. It's the earliest in the morning. You, 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 uh, the recruiter comes get you. You're nervous. Then you 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 go uh, a couple plane flights. That's my first time probably flying by myself. So yeah. um, a couple plane flights and and uh, trips. And then then you get on this uh, bus. And when you're on the bus, it's like surreal because you're like. You watched all these videos of the things that are gonna happen to you, and you just like you're stunned. And then you pull into the the, the island. It's just one bridge in and one bridge out, and it's surrounded by swamp. So all gators, crack, whatever is down there, you know that they have down in um, South Carolina. And you're like, oh damn, you know this is real. And then this this guy comes on the, the bus with a you know the smoky bear and a belt. And he's he's very calm and he's talking to you. This is my island. He gives you the history, goes whatever, and then he starts screaming, "Now get off my bus!" And you're like, "Holy crap!" People are trying to get out of windows. People are climbing out the back of the the, the, the <laughs> bus, opening doors every which way, stomping over people to get out. And then they have those little yellow footprints that are historic. You get on those footprints, you stand as still as you can, and they're screaming and spit flying out their mouth and everything. They're going uh, nuts, and, and you're like, okay, <laughs> this is how life begins. Um, and 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 then you get your haircuts. They they start shaving everybody mm -hmm. your hair off, and mm -hmm. and and you know, and acting uh, crazy. But then after a while, you get you get used to the monotony, and and you grow, and and and, and that happens. Was there was there a moment for you where you were like? I don't know if I can handle this. And then it switched over to like, no, I got this. I can, I, this is, I can do it. So with it's this. funny you ask that. I, I tell these people who asked me that, that this story, um, I was a quiet one in there and they knew I was quiet and they don't want quiet in the Marine Corps. They want you to be loud. They want you to be forceful. They want you to be a certain way. So I'm standing online. I'm not sounding off as loud as I want. They want me to, I'm not, is quick or is you know crazy about it as they want me to so they get to the point where i i was just tired of them picking on me and i knew they were just picking on me for a reason so i you know they, they have this big handprint on the wall it's a big yellow handprint and the way you're supposed to go talk to the, the drill instructor the senior is supposed to slam on the handprint and say sir recruit bailey request permission to speak to senior drill instructor sergeant carson sir so he said come in so I come in and I just let loose. I don't know where the hell it came from, but I just let loose. I said, I'm tired of your monkeys screaming at me. I'm tired of them, this, that, whatever. And there's a couple of profanity and this just crazy uh, uh, rage that I went on. And I started flipping out. And he looks at me just like this. The whole time I'm screaming, he's just like this. And he said, are you done? <laughs> I mean, I thought I was going to get more out of him. He was like, um, yeah, yeah, 
Yes. He said, I don't care what you think. And he just went crazy. And so the way it is, is senior drill instructors wear a black belt. The heavies, the people that are walking up to, to assist the seniors, wear a green belt. So he took his black belt off, put his green belt on from when he was a green belt, took me out on a quarter deck, which is where you work out. And if you get in trouble, he works you out. He worked me out till I could not stand anymore. Ugh. And after that, yeah, he said, so that's, it's Jay, it's funny you asked that. He said that was my turning point. Because he said, he asked the recruit story at the end, who's the most improved uh, recruit? And they say, recruit Bailey. And he said, you know, he said, I didn't like you. And I admit, there's a lot of you I still don't like. But I would tell you, recruit Bailey, I think you're going places. I think you're the best, you know, turning around and recruit. And I think you're, you know, you're, you're, you're something special. And he, he said that. He's never said that about any other recruit. But he, he told he told that to me towards the end. And he said, I had high hopes. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, that was my coming out party, I guess you would say. Do you see that as kind of a, a theme in your, uh, in your life where you – you can turn shit around like that, like where, you know, it's something you encounter something and you're almost at the end and you turn it around. Somehow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a switch that goes off in my head. And, and that's in sports. That's in anything. I, I've just always have is it was always just the ability when I'm up against the wall. I could I never forget playing the game of horseshoes. Somebody threw a, a ringer. I threw a ringer on top of his. He threw a, a ringer, and I threw a ringer on top of his. And it, it, I've never seen that in my life. But it was just, you, you just, it's, it's just, it's honestly, I, I call it faith. It's my faith. It's just that you believe that you can do something even when you're up against the wall. You, you, you believe in something that you can't see. And, you know, yeah. each and every one of us have it. That's the reason why we're still standing today, I believe, you know. We have the faith yeah. and ability to believe in ourselves and believe we could do something greater than ourselves. And, 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 and that's what I try to do. What's the, uh, so you get through the, uh, Oh, Jay, I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, no, no. I just going to say that's a, it's a great positive outlook that, and it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome that you believe in yourself that much that like, I mean, it was, I think where Joe was going with that is like you had the Mr. Powell thing where, you weren't doing so great and your dad came uh -huh. in and kind of laid it down and the switch clicked on and all of a sudden now you're getting it together and same sort of thing with the the drill sergeant was it the drill sergeant drill instructor or, but yeah. we drill instructor sorry yeah yeah i, I don't want him to put his green belt on uh but yeah no I, I think that's it's great that you just have that ability that confidence in yourself but i'm interested to know like where that took you so you did where where in the marines did you you didn't get deployed but did you get to travel yeah so i just want to add something on i i don't just believe in myself i believe in others too so i tell other people you could do no matter what you want to do if you put your mind to it because i know we all can it's not just something special to me I think it's something special in all of us. We can we can go to new levels if we so choose to. You know, it's just we just have to believe in ourselves. But um, mm -hmm. it's uh, so when I get to travel, I, I was stationed in California for three and a half years, which I loved. Camp Pendleton, California. So I was basically San Diego area. My favorite part of life, honestly, one of my favorite parts of life uh, 
I shouldn't say my favorite part, but one of my favorite parts of life was living in California because you go from the cold Northeast to the, 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 the beautiful beaches and, and nice areas out in California. I was attached to an infantry unit, so they kicked my ass, you know, <laughs> on the regular. And since I was in decent shape and I had high uh, physical fitness tests, um, and I and I was an expert in the rifle. They had me go out. I was a radio operator. That was my my job. But as a radio, uh, they call a communication specialist. That sounds better. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna dumb it down and say I was a radio operator for the infantry. So um, satellites, uh, any any kind of communications we were setting up um, to talk to people. And I, I was stationed out there for three and a half years. And then we deployed to. Uh, Okinawa. So I lived in Okinawa for six months. And then from Okinawa, we went to Singapore. I mean, uh, we went to um, Thailand, Philippines, uh, Hong Kong, uh, Japan, Singapore. Um, went, wow. went, went to beautiful places um, uh, across there. And we were on, by the time I was close to getting out, we were um, almost a week or so away from I, I got out a week. Let's just say I got out a week before um, not um, uh, at Iraq war kicked off, and I was in during nine eleven. So yeah. um, that was a crazy time. You know, we we as Marines we wanted to go where where the guy was in Afghanistan, but they ended up sending us to Iraq, and and a lot of us got out because of that. We were like, well, why are we going to Iraq when? told us mm. it was afghanistan so right yeah i think a lot of people not only military but a lot of people are asking that question yeah. too yeah we really asked that yeah. question and i i actually would have stayed in to go recruit and um that's what i actually wanted to do but they said oh we'll send you out recruiting in january and i said no you're not you're gonna mm-hmm. change my orders and have me go over to iraq if you want me to go to iraq just ask me um so mm-hmm. yeah i i I talked to planes. I I was telling I was lazing targets for planes and selling more to drop bombs and stuff. It was a lot of things, fun things that I got to do. And you 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 mentioned a, a phrase in there. You said rifle something like rifle expert yeah. or a rifle. Yeah. So you, does that mean you're a, a good shooter? Is that what it yeah, means? I mean, it's the highest <laughs> you get in the Marine Corps expert. And then it goes one time expert, two time expert, three times. I think I was a three time expert. And uh, so hanging out with uh, Schuler really helped, <laughs> really paid off. Huh? Yeah. A little bit. You should have been on our rifle yeah, team. I, I, I guess so. I should have. <laughs> I, I didn't know I was because I because in, in, in boot camp I shot. And I, what they call is unk, so I unclassified. I, I didn't get any, make any rank in boot camp. But then the highest you can get is just a marksman badge out of boot camp. And I shot, um, when as soon as I came to the fleet, I started shooting expert after that. And I come to talk to, I ended up meeting famous snipers from Marine Corps history. And they said yeah. they did the same thing in boot camp. They unked. They didn't. They didn't qualify at all, and then they got to the fleet, and they were just they could shoot, you know, at all. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. That's that's yeah. strange. Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of skimmed over it, but you just said you were lasing targets for air. That means you were shooting like a laser at something so that a plane would know where to yeah, hit. Yeah, that's one of the things I got to do while I was in there. 
my yeah, gosh. So it was, we got to see the, 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 you know, during one practice runs, we got to see them shoot, you know, and hit mountains and, and stuff like that, you know, hellfire missiles at mountains and, you know, wow. got to do a lot of fun stuff. Pretty wild. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we could keep, we could do a whole show and yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but, let's, but let's move on. Let's, so you, you got out, you decided that you didn't want to go to Iraq. So where did you go? <laughs> went back home. <laughs> where any kids going to go? Okay. So, so you went back to Strasburg? Yeah, I went back to Strasburg and that was in 2002. Um, and I was living in my dad. It wasn't going so great because now I'm out of the Marine Corps and I think I'm tough as nails and. You know, my dad still has the same mentality. So I was like, all right, you know, I love you to death, but, you know, I got to move on. So, you know, I, I, I re- reconnected with um, Anthony um, and he was living in Hazleton by a chance at the time. So I, I moved to Hazleton, PA um, in 2000 and 2003. I moved there. 2003. Yeah. And what did you do there? Um, so... There, I was working in warehouses and, and, and factories. Actually, to back up a little bit, when I moved back to Stroudsburg, I was working actually two jobs. I was working um, at, uh, I, I actually was working in Jersey, not far from where I live now. I was working at um, Old Navy and I was doing security at BMW. Um, those two, I left at, um, when, I'm, when I left my dad's house, moved to Hazleton and work, working mostly factory jobs. And I actually did. A paper route too. Believe it or not, paper route paid paid a lot of money, <laughs> and I was very surprised. You know, you make like a couple grand a month on a paper route that I did. So I was, yeah, really? score. <laughs> and then Hazleton, you, your 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 rent was like you're like three hundred dollars a month rent. So you know, so not large. I guess nobody can wake up no, in Hazleton. No. It's like that. No, not at all. <laughs> So if you can if you could wake up at four in the morning, you get a couple. Yeah, of exactly. So I just, <laughs> that must have it must have been wild though to leave the uh, the Marine Corps and then and then you're working like at an Old Navy. Mm-hmm. It, that's definitely like a huge transition. So it must have been like, yeah, I, I gotta move on from this. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it kind of sucked because you know the recruiters sell you on a lot of shit. Let's just say that. you know they yeah. they tell you that you're gonna be like the next president of the United States when you get out and you get out there and you can't even get a job, you know, scraping gum off the street. It was, it was you yeah. know, it's crazy how they took care. But you have so much crazy, like experience, like you're, you, you're, you know how to do so many more things than the average mm-hmm. person. <laughs> and your discipline's you through out. the roof. And uh, yes. Like, you're, you're, oh my like, you're gosh. Tested. It's, it, as a twenty-three-year-old, yeah. yes, you could say I've seen and done more things, and 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 I got out. I ain't even touching this when I was in the Marine Corps as a non-commissioned officer. When I got out, so as a corporal, I got out as an E four, one step under a sergeant. Could have got sergeant, but I didn't want to stay in for, to be a sergeant. And yeah, and, I, and so I was in charge of like twenty, thirty people. And now you get there, and you you want me to be working with this kid who's 15, 16 years old, and he's my or or 17 years old, and he's my lead yeah. now. I mean, come on. Yeah. And then when I was working in security at BMW, this is how like people, why people are like worried about vets getting out. They they told me to basically watch over 
these people they weren't going on lunch early so they made a security guard in charge of their own people so I told these people, I was like, hey, you know, you can't, even though I was a nice guy, they were like, I was like, and they talking to me, I was like, you can't go in the lunchroom early, I'm, I'm telling you. And so each day they would, they would slide in and they would try to do it. And I was like, look, and that's when I flipped out. I was like, you can't keep doing this shit, I'm going to get in trouble. And, and these guys were like, and, I, and then I, let's say I was, they asked me to go work in another area after that. So they said, hey, can we pull you to a different location within our security team and i said no i'm done you know so yeah. i just worked old navy and then i left old navy and that's when i would move out to um hazelton pa and so you were out in hazelton for how long i was out there from 2003 till 2011 2011 oh okay wow. so okay. that's a good chunk yeah. of time i met at that formidable um, time in your 20s pretty much right up until yeah 30s. up until until i was right around yeah so i was yeah i was, I was in my 30s but in that middle time you know there was this thing called myspace i don't know if you old heads remember myspace you know? <laughs> um so yeah man i remember myspace you'd be you you could put music oh, on myspace awesome. i remember the music you, you play these little <laughs> chart games of um oh i I like the color red. Uh, if I died a certain way, I, I want to die saving somebody or being a superhero or all these just ridiculous charts. It was just constantly, I, I think it was people hacking us every which way, figuring out things about you. But um, on MySpace, I bumped into, I went on MySpace to really become, bump into friends from the Marine Corps and, um, yeah. And and um and everything like that. So when I moved to Hazleton, I went back to college too. So I, I you know, I wasn't just working the factories. I went to um Penn State Hazleton again, picked up and then um back and forth between community college. I didn't, I didn't even touch on that. So I did community college and and uh, Oh, yeah. okay. So I, I, and I worked at factories. So it was you know, between hanging out, drinking with the boys in Hazleton because there's a bar at the end of my street and then going uh, to school for a certain time. And then in 2006, you know, uh, on my, uh, 2005 on MySpace, I started talking to this uh, girl who my friend was friends with on um, MySpace. Nobody knew these people too. It was funny because you, you didn't know them at all. <laughs> but it just so happened that it, she was friends with my friend and um, you know, as as Liz Miller at the time, and that's that's uh, you know, that's my wife now. You know. Oh, okay, okay. You so you met through like a friend of a friend, but through, also through, through MySpace. MySpace yep. Yep. Wow, yep. man, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and were you so? Uh, you mentioned the local bar. When you find a local bar at the end of your street. Oh, and man. then you you become a regular. I was a regular. That's exactly what it was. I was a regular. They knew me by my name, you know, and it was in Hazleton, PA. So, uh, you know, when we talk diversity, it wasn't as diverse either, you know, but I had two good friends that I met um, through uh, a girl who I was talking to. Um, and, and, and she actually, she passed away young. She passed away at 20 years old, but yeah. But I was talking to her before my my um 
my girlfriend now wife. This was in like 2004, and um, I happened to meet some of my best closest friends later in life through that that whole you know uh, incident or deal. And then in the bar, they all knew my name. They was ah, oh, it's Andre, yeah. you know, Andre's here, you know. They know exactly what to pour you yep. when you walk in the walk in the yep. bar. Oh, you know, I knew the that's, owner, that's awesome. so I knew the owner's son. We, he was part of our crew that we hung out with. Yeah, so I knew I knew them all. So, 2011. What makes makes you move in 2011? I mean, I guess so. At, at a certain point, so you meet Liz. What year was that? It was like 2008, 2007. So we first started talking like the end of 05. Oh uh, six, like on Facebook. I mean, on um, uh, MySpace, he started, but on, yeah. but that was just like you sent messages here or there. Um, and honestly, interesting story on how we first started talking. Um, she, she put on her page the only thing that should be separated by color is clothes, and and I, that got me into talking to her. I was like, okay. You go to church, you, you, you have believe in these values, you know, you work in sports because she worked at the NBA at the time. I said, you know, it just seemed like an all-around all cool person. I was like, you know, will you marry me? That was one of the first I was joking. It was just a jokingly <laughs> thing. And she's, you know, laughs. Oh, I would say, oh, creeper, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> it was, you know, one of the things I said. And uh, 2000, we talked for a whole year from, like, 05 to 06 and we actually met in um in um these i know august of 06 so um yeah we we actually met she actually came out to hazelton from jersey and and so that's where she was located she was in jersey yeah. uh working for the nba yeah, she was working for the nba at the time i was yeah i i actually skipped over Two important parts, how I met you is that I worked at Tobiana Army Depot, so I didn't even talk about that, but I was yeah. working at um, Walmart Distribution Center first, so right across the okay. street, and then um, from Walmart Distribution Center, I uh, got the job. Anthony Volper was working at Toby Hanna, so I got the job at Toby Hanna, so um, when I met her, I was actually working at Walmart Distribution Center. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so. Wow. I think I ran into you somewhere around then. I don't know if you remember, but we ran into each other at Sarah Street one yeah. night. And I want to say it was around that 2006. Yeah, yeah, it was right around there. I don't think I did. Right. I don't, did, did I have Liz with me at that time? I don't think I did. Did I? I can't remember. I'm not yeah. positive. But I remember like being excited to see you. It was like one of those haven't seen you since high school kind of things yeah. and got really excited. It was excited. cool, man. Every time I see one. And also, I mean, it was a big, like, what'd you say you're in high school? About 118 yeah. pounds. Yeah. And now, and then what do you, what do you roll? I rolled out? like 205 now, 200. Yeah. Like thick, solid. So it was kind of like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but I thick. wasn't, <laughs> when I ran into you in 2006, it was funny. Cause I was like one, one fifty, one sixty. You know, uh, but right. always lifting weights. I always like to lift weights, still lift weights now. Um, but, <laughs> right. but it was just, it was just, it was, it's always good to see you guys, man. It's always good to see the, the high school guys. Cause I have nothing but fond memories of high school. Man. Just, right. Deepa, so you were at Toby Hanna for how long then? I was at Toby Hanna from uh, 8 to 11, 
2008. And then, then you went to Picatinny or were there a few stops along? Yeah, so no, it was straight there. I worked as a um, electronics engineering tech. I mean, uh, mechanic at Toby. And then I also worked in production control at Toby. So I was like the business side at Toby because I kept, they paid for your school, Toby Hanna. And then the military yeah. was given pain too. So I'm making money to go to school at this point in time. So, oh, so I was just like, <laughs> if you don't go to school, you're, you're gaining like an extra $2,000 a month to go to school on top of your salary. And I'm working at Toby yeah. Hanna, still doing a paper route for a little bit of time with Walmart and Toby Hanna. And then, so I'm making all that money, but not sleeping. And yeah, so right. if the paper route had to go. Um, when did we run into each other? I'm trying to remember like what the occasion was. Did we just bump into each other somewhere at Toby Hanna? Yeah, we or? bumped into each other at Toby Hanna. You were working on something. I was working on something, ran into it. I was like, Joe? You know? <laughs> it was like in the... Was it like in the main building there, or I, I, I can't think we even... were outside of the main building, yeah. and we bumped into each other? I was like, "Wow, this is weird," you know. <laughs> it was like being back at the lockers in yeah. high school. Yeah, hey, Jay, I, Jay, I think we were like somewhere when I bumped into you. We were like somewhere in Stroudsburg, like Main Street, Stroudsburg. When I when I bumped into you, it was like somewhere down in that area when I. Right. Uh, yeah, I when, thought it was. When did you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I felt like it was Sarah Street, but it might have been. Yeah, it was else. somewhere, somewhere down there. I thought it yeah. was in one of the, the clubs or one of the places down in, 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 in Strasburg. I can't remember, you know. Yeah. When did you and Liz get married? Then? So we got married in um, 2012. So April of 2012. We, we dated for the six years and, um, you know, one of the things that, 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 that her family was used to was somebody having a degree. And I didn't have the college degree um, when we when we got married. So that was like a source, a little bit of source of contention. Um, uh, but um, we said we didn't care. We wanted to be together. And honestly, you knew it was the blessing because... I got the job at Picatinny a year before we got married. So I, uh, I followed okay, what yeah. is called signs. I see signs coming and I, it's like, this is, this is, this is legit. You know, this is real. So, you know, we, we met, I, I follow those signs and I got that job when nobody, when everybody told me I wouldn't get the job because Picatinny Arsenal is all engineers and scientists. And there's yeah. mostly, then there's some technicians that work there and, i never forget. It was like six months before I got the job. My dad still works over at Ray Price um, down in, um, now it's down in Snydersville. It's not in um, Stroudsburg anymore. East Stroudsburg. Okay. But the guy told me he works there and he was like, oh, unless you're in, you got an engineering degree or you're a scientist, you're not going to get a job in there. And I told, I told my dad, I said, I'm going to get a job there. And six months after he said that I got the job, um, it, <laughs> It, awesome. it, it, it pick a tinny arsenal and now see i mean come on see yeah why you would believe? you ever bet against andre at this point yeah <laughs> you it's like one of those again one of those moments where somebody was like you can't you can't do this you feel like you're at the end and you go i'm just gonna do it i believe in myself 
That's what what's the worst awesome. that you could do? You don't get it. And then you yeah. know, it's nothing. <laughs> you give it a shot, you get it. And 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 I, and I got the job. And now my commute is a 15-minute commute if I go into the office. But with COVID, yeah. yeah. We don't go on to, we don't go in anymore. And I started that that job as an engineering technician and then while I was there I got my undergrad and went straight from my undergrad in business. Um, I finished my undergrad business and then got my MBA like a year after a year a year and a half uh-huh. two years after my uh, my undergrad. So now I got my So now you got two yeah, degrees. My MBA there you go. And my um, undergrad now you got the in-laws' blessings. Yeah, huh? yeah. I mean, they they started liking me once they got to really know me. They didn't know me, yeah. and and look, well, how could look, you know? this is this is this is their daughter. My 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 wife is one of eleven. So I mean, oh yeah. okay, wow, that's a big yeah. family. Holy so smokes, she's their pride possession. You know, we're a biracial family. You know, um, so. Yeah. You know, you would think that a lot of people would look at it and say, "Oh, it's because you're race." No, I never felt that. I, I felt that, that, no. that our father had a best interest in mind, and we're just trying to make sure this is one of the first her, his first daughter. He put a lot into her, and she's very successful yeah. even to this day. So he's like, you know, I just want her to 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 be with somebody good. And he didn't get yeah. the chance to really know me till then, but now we're like we're we're really close. So, you know. That's great. That's, That's great. awesome. And you got, uh, so we saw two kids earlier. You said you have three yeah, kids? Yeah, I have three. Um, Quentin is my first one. We had him in 2014. Uh, Q. Yeah, Q. Yeah, Q. Q. We call him Q, QB because he's Quentin Bailey. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. That's so, cool. And you got Miles. And we have Miles, Miles, Miles Jackson, MJ. And then we have yeah. um, um, Jameson Bailey. So, He's the one with the alcohol name, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did that factor into? No, naming? you know, I had a guy that I worked with at Picatinny. He's like, dude, Quentin was gonna be named Jameson, but we changed it to Quentin. And he was like, dude, you gotta name your kid Jameson. And I was like, man, I love that name, but wow, you see all the liquors together. I was like, all right, you know, Jameson Andre Bailey, we'll, we'll name him. So he's basically, if you think about it, he's three liquors. Jameson is, you know, your your whiskey. Andre is a bad champagne, and and, and Bailey is the the Irish li- uh, uh, liquor, you know. Yeah. So you know, Irish cream. Jameson yep. Bailey. Uh, and usually that's like the third. I'm a I'm a third child, and you know by that time the parents are like, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> he's the craziest too, man. So, Joe, weren't you the one that wore the kilt towards uh to the prom? I'm sorry, I'm interviewing right. you now. <laughs> yeah, right. I wore because I uh, I I took out the bagpipes in. Uh, in high school so i was in a bagpipe band and uh you know it was cheaper to wear what i already had than go out and rent a tux so (laughs) so i I wore the kilt to prom and i think because of that uh i was voted prom king yes that's right joe was the prom king that's that's the only reason it was you and beth that went together right yeah 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 that's right oh man i had good memory 
crush on her the the my whole entire high school and yeah did you but go with dawn i went andre um no i actually went with andrea so andrea was my neighbor i went with her. Oh. i was supposed to go with angie and okay that's who i was i had my heart sent on set on i love angie you know what i mean she was who i was supposed to go with and we we got into like a little like I don't know it's a falling out. I know she was dating somebody, but she never like told me. And then uh, her friend um, Mandy Decker, uh, was her best friend, still her best friend up until she passed away, was um, her her uh, you know said Andre she really wanted to go with you. And I, and I was like, oh man, I, I would have loved to go with her, but I still went with a good friend of mine. I went with and Andrea Bloomfield. You know, she ran track for Stroudsburg and a couple mm-hmm. other things. Um, she was a good friend of mine. And I was really close with her family. Hang on. Just hang on. Mandy Decker passed no, away? Angie um, Conaway passed away. I think maybe I knew yeah. that. Oh, Angie, Angie passed, passed away. away. Not Mandy. No. Mandy's still around. Uh, yeah. That's wow. sad. When did Angie pass uh, away? It was a few years ago. It was like four years ago, four or five years ago. Um, this is, it's interesting. Have you noticed, and we can wrap up. No, look, I got time as long as you guys got, I'm I'm off work tomorrow. So this is, this is always interesting to me. There is a, there's a large number of people who have passed away from our high school, like, uh, people who are older than us, younger th- than us in our grade. And like when I, as I've gone out and talked to people that I've met in my life in other places and just like talk about, and I go, oh yeah, that person, I, I tell a story and I go, oh yeah, that person passed away or whatever. And I inevitably people are like, man, you know, a lot of people who have passed away from you. Do you, do you guys ever feel like that when you talk about, <laughs> when you talk about your high school? <laughs> I don't know. I think, do you have ever seen, you remember Dr. Kelly? Uh, Bridget Kelly? Did you see our principal, yeah, maybe? Or, she Bridget Kelly. She's yeah. on Facebook, and every year she lists, like, everybody that passed away that was one of her students, and the list kind of, and then people send her new names, and it's a massive list, and yeah, it's kind of overwhelming from Stroudsburg, but I, my wife has mentioned to me before, like, how many people have passed away from our area like seemingly too soon i gotta follow bridget kelly i gotta i gotta see that i didn't i i you know i gotta follow yeah i find out about one or two new deaths every time every like i was like oh my gosh i didn't know about this person or what happened to this person and then you don't want to like ask what happened to these people but like you just you don't hear it and it's sad you know because you the last memory you have of them is a great memory of like going to school with them or doing something fun and then then angie angie i mean angie died of cancer um it got it got her and it it just shook me to my core i was talking to my wife about it and i just i just broke down i could not you know it was like you know you look at all the fond memories she's the first one to just like grab me from my house and was like i'm taking you your son you know and we go and it's just like not even a question and my mom and dad was like all right whatever cool and we just hung out so you know hearing stories of you know her, her, or not hearing stories, seeing her go through what she did, and and what as she was sick, I tried to 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 send her positivity. Good, you know, we would talk on Facebook and stuff, and I'd send her, you know, you're gonna make this. I said, you're 
And I said, you're literally just one of the strongest women that I know. And, and, and I, you're going to you're going to beat this. And it just got to a point where it was just a lot for her. And, if you know, some of your support system around you, she had a great mesh of support. But if the people, some of the mm-hmm. people that you're really counting on to be more supportive aren't, you know, it could take mm-hmm. when you're trying to fight so hard, it could take the little bit of the fight out of you. And I, that's what I kind of noticed through that whole situation that, you know, she had everybody like from Stroudsburg and all of this, these people that she went to school with being, you know, great. And then she had one idiot around her. And it is just, just one of those things where I was just like, man, you know, <laughs> it's rough. So, oh, that's, that's rough. hard to hear. Uh did it was it quick it, i mean she fought it for a few years she fought it for a few years, for a few years. you know and, yeah. and she has a daughter and her daughter has a do- uh, kid you know um you know. Oh, so okay. i mean uh yeah she she fought it for a while but you know she, she's a she's a great person and really fun you know yeah. so wow jeez so, that's too yeah, bad yeah sorry to hear that yeah. Um, so now you're working at the picnic and everything's going, you're, you're on top of the world. Basically you got the kids, you're a dad. That's most of your time. I'm assuming work and being a dad. Uh, I have one child and it consumes pretty much my entire day. Uh, so I can't imagine three. Three boys at that. Right. Where, where do you live in, uh, in, in Jersey? I live in uh, Morristown, New Jersey. So. Morristown. Yeah. So, uh, I used to go to an Episcopal church in Morristown. Oh, really? Actually, nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I know where it is. Yeah, the too. one, <laughs> the one like in yeah, town right there uh, in Morristown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I have some. I mean, if we're gonna move on a little bit, I got some like kind of silly questions from like high dude, school. Ask away. Do you I got, remember? Like I said I got nothing but time here, so you know. So, <laughs> uh, do you remember your favorite school lunch? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If nothing comes to you fast. Best uh, answer so far. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing was that extraordinary. Uh, Although I can't imagine you were much of an eater at 118. No, not 118. (laughs) I'm rather much. Joe and I were getting double lunch. I'd rather much talk to people than eat, man. You know. Yeah, I was doubling up, tripling up. <laughs> <laughs> Need some air for them bagpipes, man. <laughs> uh, did you ever get in trouble? I mean, you got a little thing going on, just grades, but did you ever get like written up or uh, detention or anything like that? No, not not in yeah. school. Walking not in school because and my dad's. If you know my dad, he's crazy. So I was like, I can't get in trouble. Like I just like I just. No, I, I walked the line with grades, and that was as far as it was. I never got detention, not in, in PA. And, and um, New York was different. I got detention there, but, you know, not in, yeah. not in PA. Is there anything that you would tell the teenage version of you? Like if Andre right now could go back and talk to freshman, sophomore year, junior year you, would you tell him anything different? I would tell me to enjoy, like, I would have liked to play sports with you guys a little bit more. So I would have said, go back to playing sports. Go back to playing football. I, I said, go back to my wife and I say, 
I wonder where I would be if I start, tried to stay playing football. I tried out for the basketball team, didn't make it. And it ended up being, mm-hmm. those guys ended up being playing Kobe's team, if you remember. Um, and That's Ken right. Lacey, yeah. Andy McClay, um, Kyle Reed, all those guys. Yep. Um, I think Tark might have even been on that team. I can't remember. Albasuni. Uh, yeah, he was on Yeah, that. but uh, Jim Callahan, all those guys, you know. Um, I would have stayed playing ball with you because I had, you know, I had the time of my life playing ball with you guys. I met a lot of great friends, you know, Stone. Uh, uh, of course, you, Jay, um, uh, you know, the Rich Varconda, I became friends with, I became friends with Nate Pry, you know, Mike Cromie, who I actually bumped into at our little reunion that we had a few years ago. Um, yeah. uh, I would, I would tell him, don't take life so seriously where you feel like you have to work, go play, have fun. Um, I think the dating thing, I would have kept it the same way. I would not have dated anybody as much as the girls were pretty girls and great girls in, in high school. I would have kept it that way because it was just more fun being single in high school than sitting around trying to date and worry about, you know, all this other drama that came with. Amen. Amen, Andre. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but mine was uh, involuntary. Yeah. Uh, single, barely <laughs> 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 single. I would have, I did not have your mindset. I would have had a girlfriend in yeah. a second if, <laughs> if, if one presented herself. Well, I was to kind me. of the shy guy to go up to a lot of girls too, but it was that wasn't it because I felt like even though I was an outgoing, talkative person, and I knew I probably could have talked to somebody and, and dated. I was I was sighing a little bit whatever that way, but at the same time I was like, if you date, you're gonna you're just gonna be it's gonna be crazy. So, you know, you don't wanna yeah. do that crap, you know. Just... Don't take things too seriously. That's what I would tell myself yeah. too. Yeah. Don't take things too good, seriously. Good point. Jay, what would you tell yourself? Oh, jeez. Uh yeah, I, I might tell myself to take things more seriously. It's <laughs> <laughs> screwing around. Get it together. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and have have. Uh, I think the the thing that's like it's hard for a kid to understand is the concept of time, right? Like you mm-hmm. think, oh, I can't do this because it'll be a year of my life, or because you think a year is massive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but right now a year passes in a week. Like you don't, it doesn't, it just flies by. You don't even know. Don't fight too fast. But, yeah. So I, I always, yeah, yeah. Go for it, Jay. Sorry. I would just say, like, don't be, yeah, don't, don't push things away because you think it's going to be too much of a chunk of your life. Because in the big scheme of things, it's going to be yeah, nothing. Yeah, I agree. I always try to tell uh, my stepkids, your world is really small right now. Your world is really small right now. And the world out there is much, much bigger than what you're worried about right now. And maybe that's not the right thing to tell <laughs> tell them because I don't want them to feel belittled, but I also don't want them to worry so much about, you know, what this, this kid in school said or, you know, this grade that they got. I want them to, to be careful about their grades and like, and all that. But I don't want them to become so upset. And I, I think that's that's what I was when I was a kid. When I turned 
uh, 12 years old, or I think I was turning 11. Uh, I was going from 11 to 12 years old. My mother found me crying in my room and she said, what's wrong, Joe? And I said, I'm 12 years old now. And what have I done with my life? <laughs> like way too, like I can't. <laughs> she was like, Joe, it's calm down. <laughs> but you yeah. know, the, the, it's, it's funny that you guys talk about this because I couldn't imagine social media with us growing up. And I think these kids <sighs> are hammered by social media. So the stress and the burden and the pressure of them is way more ridiculous and difficult than it was on us growing up. You know, we went to school, we did whatever we had to do in our four walls and, and, mm -hmm. and it didn't come home with us. You know, mm -hmm. now they yeah. have to bring everything home. Everything's connected. It's, it's on a computer. People are cyber bullying. So you can't just get bullied in school anymore. You're getting bullied at home. And, and, and I think that's the burden I, I know what you're saying that it is it's the world yeah. is this small, but technically it's bigger for them. It has gotten you know, bigger yeah, for them. Yeah, that is so, right. That is right. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. You, and it, yeah, when, like when I got picked on, I got picked on maybe once or twice by older hmm. kids and I, I had my brother kind of come in and say, Hey, stop that or whatever. Uh, but those, those were, I, like I those were specific times during the day and I knew it was going to happen and I and and they were awful terrible and but then when it was done it was done I go home and have fun I don't care but you're right I mean you bring that stuff home or if you do something like crazy or silly or stupid or you make some kind of mistake you know there's only the people that are there that kind of catch it and can make fun of you now you do something crazy or silly or you make a mistake or you do something. It, somebody's got a video of it. And it's out yeah. there. Imagine the stupid shit we did growing up. Somebody yeah, has a, right. a camera, a phone with a camera and a video on it. So like <laughs> Jay saying he would have told himself to take life more serious. If you knew after stories and Jay did, they could have got on camera, you know, it's just like, <laughs> whoa, you know, it's just so it's. I, I just couldn't imagine it, man. I couldn't imagine it. It's just crazy. That's funny. Yeah, it's life's definitely, I don't know. It seems to change extremely fast. Yeah. In 10 years, the world's like a different place. It is, place. it is. And somebody told me that the generations are moving at a lot quicker pace than they ever did. And, and, and I never thought about that, but they say each generation, it's not like 10 years anymore. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. the span for generations that are coming up is like five years, you know, because of the technology and things that are progressing so quickly. It's changing so quick. Yeah, that makes you sense. So, yeah. We're the old people. Yeah, exactly. Now. Imagine that. Oh, there's so many times when I, so I have 15 and 13 years old. And there's so many times when I feel like, uh, what is this new thing that you're working on? Hey, <laughs> and they get they're like, "Come on, Joe, it's an app, and you do this." And they take my phone from me, and they, they work on it or whatever. I just feel so like old and silly. And I'm like, "Why don't you listen to some Green Day <laughs> yeah. or whatever?" And they're like, eh, "That's 30 years old." That's my group, man. <laughs> group Green Day. I love Green Day. Man. I love it. You know, basket case. 
<laughs> Honestly, moving up to Strasbourg, we didn't talk about this, but moving up to Strasbourg opened up my taste in music. So I really? went from mostly hip hop, R&B, um, and a little bit of pop like George Michael and Madonna and a lot of that stuff to now I'm listening to Green Day. I'm listening to Nirvana. I'm listening to uh, uh, Sheryl Crow at the time. I'm listening to um, uh, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, yeah, Alanis Morissette, you know, Jagged Little Pill. I'm listening to all that different type of music. Um, I forget what that one was, uh, Blind Melon. Yeah. Yeah, No Rain. Uh, Blues Traveler. All these type of music. Strasbourg opened me up to to being more cultured, I would say, you know, when it came to that stuff, you know, so it's crazy. That's interesting because I would imagine you'd become less cultured if you moved from Queens to Strasbourg. I, I, I love people so much that I want to be ingratiated. I want to learn everybody's like culture. I want to learn it and understand, all right, what is it that they like about it? And then I'm listening to this music and I'm like, it's a good beat. You know, and you notice that most of the hip hop artists, they don't just listen to rap music. They listen to all yeah. different type of genres of music. And if you want to be a cultured person, start listening to other music other than what you're comfortable with. And they used to mm-hmm. laugh at me in the Marine Corps because they'd open my binder of CDs, you know, this is the Dayton, you know, this book of CDs. <laughs> and I'd have Jay Z right next to, um, Alanis Morissette, Cheryl Crow, and Andrea Bocelli, you know, all in the same thing. They're like, what the, what the, what are you listening to? Like, dude, what are you into? I tell them, like, look, I listen to everything, man. That's just, just the way I uh, The CD book. Yeah. Everybody had yeah. one. Yeah. The CD book. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the thing that you'd put on your car visor. Yeah. You'd have those, shove them in there. Yeah. In my, in there. my wife laughed at me because I, I, even in my recent truck uh, car, it, she's like, why do you want a CD player in your truck? Like, why, why do you need it? You could just go on, you could just go on the phone and just put something in there. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't like my CDs. I still got a record player down here in my basement. Listen to records. Yeah, I got a record yeah. player. It's great. I remember, do you remember the years, like, a lot of our cars when we first started driving, only if they had a, They'd sometimes they'd have a yeah, tape deck. Yeah, cassette deck. Yep, yep. Yeah, and you could get that, like, you could get a CD player and that could play through a tape yeah, deck. Yep. Like, it, it was like a piece of, you know, it was like a plastic tape and you'd stick it in, but it had oh, a little yeah. wire yeah, attached it had the to wire. it. Yep. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you'd play CDs through a tape deck. I remember Dave Duchelle, he had a portable, he got like this little car. I got into an accident in this car with Dave Duchelle and, uh, but he had the portable CD player and then he had portable speakers that he like set up on the dashboard (laughs) (laughs) because his car was so old. It didn't have a cassette player either. (laughs) That was a big thing. Tunes in high school were like, and like getting tunes in your car. Now it's like kids don't even have to think about it. Everything's right there at their But you remember there was the people that had the sound system so loud that their car would shake. Like, yep. <laughs> literally vibrate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, Mike Picciano's car was like, do you remember the, I don't know if you knew any of the Picciano's. Dave Picciano? Dave 
graduated with my brother but i remember my pichiana's car was like i was disoriented sitting in the back seat of that car because <laughs> <laughs> like i can't i got out and like i stumbled because it was so <laughs> if you'd have a subwoofer that was the size of a suitcase oh, yeah. and you'd like get rid of your back seat and put a subwoofer in. <laughs> this is crazy and then and I, you know yeah. i was almost deaf before the marine corps because of that stuff you know <laughs> that's the, the drill instructor didn't really bother you too much no, with all no. the yelling you couldn't hear him. So, <laughs> his lips moving. No. Yeah, it's crazy. all right well this has been great Andre. like this is so yeah, fun it's such a good time awesome. um if anybody uh that's listening if you're still there uh, <laughs> and you want to you want to reach out to us uh, we can be reached at crimsonsheen at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you want to be on the show or you want us to ask somebody else something or put some, you in touch with someone we can do what we can or even if you want to even if you want to send in a funny story or a follow up to what you heard uh, that would be fun we could read those yeah uh, I think it's a great idea it would be fun it would be great yeah. So I just I, I, I this is a great discussion. It's fun to, you know, learn more about you, Andre, catch up uh, a little bit and see how you how you ended up. We've got a long way to go yet still, hopefully. But uh, but that's uh, it's been really fun. Thanks so much for joining Thank you. Us. We got to do this stuff more often, man. I'm 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 looking for, you know, the reunion soon, too. So let's 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 see what happens. <laughs> 25 i think 25, 25. Right? yeah well we're, we were we've talked to a few people and we're hoping this maybe stirs up some motivation to get people uh together and actually yeah do definitely it. How, do, how do i tune in if i want to get to you know hear more of this stuff so the plan is uh we'll eventually release this in like podcast okay. form and the podcast will be called crimson sheen and you'll be able to get it wherever you get your podcasts um but we probably won't press cds so you're gonna have to use your phone <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know I'm out. If you don't have CDs, I'm out. <laughs> the only thing I know to operate. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were a communication. Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously now I'm working as a radio project project yeah. management work. So you know. So. Uh, so all right, great. Thanks so yeah, much. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Andre. Hey, you guys, take care. <laughs>